Hello and welcome to The Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel. My guest today is my friend, super talented rapper. Super talented, you know, someone that is really, really passionate about uh, advocating for mental health. My friend, Ali Kat, thanks for coming to The Sanctuary. Hello. Thank you for <laughs> having me. T- How are you doing today? Um, You want me to be honest? Always. <laughs> Because I could fake that shit and be like, hey, I'm having a great day. No, I woke up <laughs> in kind of a bad mood. I well, just, uh, I had a lot on my head and I don't want to talk about that, but right, yeah, I right. just woke up in a bad mood and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Well, listen. But I turned can... it around and, I, <laughs> you know, I just messaged some friends and reached out to some people. And even right. though nobody's up right now in Ontario or BC or, you know, because that's where like my good friends and sister are. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I keep a small circle. Well, you know what? See, I guess we should just start with that. Um, knowing what you need is really, really important. And having people you can reach out to matters a lot. So I'm just going to start out by asking why uh, advocating for mental health is really important to you. Um. I think it's important because the system doesn't do it enough. I remember when I was going through um, junior high and high school, I didn't have any information on, you know, what, you know, I I knew a little bit about depression, but I didn't understand schizophrenia or bipolar, borderline personality or any of these very serious, you know, as they call disorders. Um, It, it, It's difficult taking on that term disability or disorder um, because that's what they label you as and that label alone can be very crushing. But I think it's important to talk about it because like I said, like a lot of people don't, Um, you know, especially in, um, you know, certain communities. It's not, um, I I don't know, it's just, it's just so, uh, it's it, like, like it's, I'm having a hard time talking about it as it is because it's, it is difficult to talk about because people's beliefs, some people don't even believe in, you know, mental illnesses. Mm. And um, I guess it's even harder for me to talk about it now because I recently went through something mm. um, before this pandemic, you know. So I got, um, and, and and I'll be open about it, I got um you know hospitalized for my my well-being for three weeks and i got released we were still having um parties and stuff for about two weeks there and i actually went to a show and um israel i made a damn fool myself i i really did like i think i might have been killing my first two songs and then i just kind of lost it halfway through and i don't know i just uh you know, I was just getting out of the hospital. I had no practice. I had no focus. You know, I was uh, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. And nobody really knows that because I didn't have a chance to talk about it because we got quarantined and lo- on lockdown. And, you know, you can only ima- like imagine somebody that's just going through all these things in their head and, and then having nowhere to go, mm. you know, to, to um, you know, release that energy, I guess, because they they were even finding people for going for walks. You know, I was lucky enough and blessed enough to have a dog at the time. Um, 
But yeah, um, I think it's definitely very important to talk about because, like I said, there's not enough information out there. I mean, nowadays there is, but back in my day, um, I know I'm, I don't look my age, but, um, <laughs> you know, I was young. I was 17 when I was diagnosed and I was just getting out of uh, high school. Mm. So, you know, and there was really no information on my particular illness. I remember going to the library all the time to try to find books on it and the sections like this small. Mm. And it's like, well, what is this? And that's the illness in itself. It's like, you want to diagnose me with this shit and say that I, you know, am having a disability or disorder or whatever. Um, but you're not like giving me enough on it. And they say the medication for um, bipolar in particular, they don't even know how it works. It, just does so that's very difficult to explain to people mm. that don't get it you know um i'll, I'll let you take over for a minute okay I guess. no or no i could i could keep rambling <laughs> but we only have a half hour no no so no, I can go no, on no we have time um i guess what counts to me is what um like with everything you are going through all the challenges you face how helpful is music to you? Um, it's very helpful because when you have nothing else, you can just put on music and get lost in different emotions. Like if you're, um, this is actually something that um, is very useful for anybody out there listening. It comes something useful from i shouldn't hate on the system so much they they do a little bit but yeah they they say that you should distract your thoughts if you're feeling certain emotions so um anger you should put on some happy music or if you're feeling sad you know it's okay to dwell on those sad songs for a minute but if you're just oh if uh if you're just going on benders um of listening to sad music and and just you know, staying in that, oh my goodness, he's hurting himself. Um, staying in that emotion, like it's not, it's not good because you might stay there, right? So it's good to distract your thoughts and maybe just find some different music. So um, for me, I grew up listening to a lot of like hardcore gangster rap and stuff, um, uh, a lot of underground music. A lot of artists that I can't even say their names anymore because they were just on mixtapes and I would just listen to it and and love it and I don't know there was something about that um, you know I also listened to the likes of Tupac and DMX I was really heavy into Bone Thugs and Harmony mm. so just you know just a couple artists off the yeah. top um, yeah um, I don't know. I just remember rolling around with my girlfriends and they have like this music playing like radio, mainstream, whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, I hear this all the time. And you know, I, my sisters play it and I just don't want to hear this shit. So I would be like, pop in this mixtape, let's roll. And they'd be like, yeah, this is kind of good. And, um, I would get my music from, you know, uh, like I said, I kind of keep a small circle now, but back then I was, you know, as they say, uh, you know, popular, whatever, like I hung out everywhere. So um, I would just get my music from all kinds of different people and 
you know, what I liked, I would put into my own mixtapes and what I didn't like, I'd be like, <laughs> but um, don't get me right. wrong. I, I still listen to Britney Spears and dance to her and all that stuff. Uh, Spice Girls. You know, I grew up on that stuff too. Mm -hmm. A lot of rock and roll that was played in the house. So, um, and it's funny actually, one of my favorite genres is like blues, like old soul and blues, um, you know, Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye and uh, Luther Vandross, like just to name a few. Um, that stuff really just mellows me out and but um, to kind of get back to your mm -hmm. question, is music helpful? <clears throat> I don't know. It is and it isn't because I like to choose my music. And um, sometimes, like, I, I swear, like, sometimes, um, like, particular jobs I've had, like, they just play the same music over and over and over. And you're kind of just forced, like, cashier jobs mm -hmm. I've had. Where you're just forced to stand there and listen to it. Now you know Israel. I worked in the clubs, and I for for like you know every now and again I would get to go on stage and pick mm. my own music. Um, but when I was like, now I was young when I got into that, and um, I used to play a lot of that Bone Thugs and stuff on stage. <laughs> and um, I actually had a an older woman tell me she was like listen you're gonna attract a lot more customers if you you know try to play some of their tastes like if you're noticing a lot of old you know truckers in the club you know maybe play some like just explore mm -hmm. with your music so i was like yeah okay and i i, I really i was like a dj like D strippers are djs like straight up they they pick their own music some of them aren't so good and they'll play the <laughs> same song stage show after stage show yeah. after stage show but i love switching my music up and yeah and so. then i want music music's definitely i mean it's helpful but it can also get you like you know you you play the wrong song at the wrong time i'm like what when but, do you go from just listening to music to actually writing and making yours um I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I started writing like rap verses when I was like 14. So this was around the time, um, uh, you know, my, my father had left when I was young, like seven. So, you know, there was problems in the home. And then I started expressing that when I was like 14, writing verses. And then I was very hard on myself because I was like, oh, well, you're just writing verses. You're not an actual songwriter. Like you don't write hooks or, you know, intros, outros, all this stuff. And um, when I was 17, I actually wrote my first song. <clears throat> it's recorded. I actually recorded it um, at the Ark um, on Gottagen Street when I was like 18, I think, 19 maybe. Um, I recorded it there, but there was like dogs running around and people talking. That, like it was like just this, and I don't even know. I I don't even know where that recording is. I yeah. could probably find it, but there was that recording, and then like years later, I had bought an original beat off a local producer, and we recorded the song, and then we actually retitled it to a better title, in my opinion, and 
yeah, I just never released it. I don't know why. I was like, this is so old and it and I wanted to release um an album and it wasn't fitting mm. with the album. Like it just didn't fit the other songs. The other songs are a little bit more uh like um I'll get to that. They're a little bit more like expressive in a mm-hmm. more aggressive kind of way. Um Nonetheless, um, sorry, I just looked out my window and got distracted. Uh, that happens. Um, where was I going, Israel? How you started making music and how you already had this recording done. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I, long story short, I have that recording and I wanted to release it, but I didn't want to release like an, like Mm. just a single, you know, I wanted to release a project. Um, which I did, um, and we could talk about that. Um, yeah. So to wrap up what I was saying, like I've been, so- I've been writing lyrics since I was 14. It turned into like song writing, like with hooks and stuff mm. when I was about 17. But then I got into the, the, cl- the, the strip clubs and my life just changed. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm making money and, you know, I, you know, I, do not come from you know um poverty or you know i'm not in a like like i don't come from extreme poverty so when i had enough money to kind of get me by and i was shopping and you know eating some good food and this and that i was like okay well i'm doing all right but i look back now and i'm like man i should have invested that money into the music and you know to talk about why I was upset this morning um you know I had went to school like uh, you know I went to school for veterinary assisting and I graduated not with honors mm-hmm. or anything but I graduated and um it was the stupidest thing I ever did in my fucking life like really really like that was so, like $10,000 down the drain going for that because at the time I wanted to go for recording arts and I don't, and it was just my, like, don't listen to your parents, listen to your own self and your heart, follow your heart. If you want to go to school for something, go to school for that. Don't listen to what your parents want to do. because they were like, Oh, like the, my parents just didn't believe in me as a hip hop artist. They were like, they just, I swear to God, if I was like some, beautiful singer with this great voice they would maybe have supported me better but they just didn't understand why i was Mm -hmm. rapping so aggressively you know and it's like um because i do have a bit of an aggressive style to me it it runs with the mental illness Mm -hmm. within me right it's like it just you know i just feel emotions very heavy and when those emotions come on i write so that answers your question earlier is how i write i don't like i don't just like oh man i'm just gonna write a song because when i do do that it doesn't come naturally right like i have to Mm. like something has to be going on for me to write you know yeah good music so that shows personally like i remember the first time i i saw you perform it was at it it had to be like at a get down uh sometime back uh yeah. when we could still yeah yeah when we could still Men's go and exactly when we could still on the go other side. in person 
And I gotta yeah. say, you know, your performance is like they come from deep inside you. Like when you're performing and you're feeling the music, where do you go to? You know, inside you mentally, how does it feel? Honestly, it's nerve-wracking. It's different because I'm used to being on stage. Um, even before being a dancer, I was a dancer. Like, I was in hip-hop dance. I was a cheerleader. Um, but I never... And this is just a stupid teenager thing. You know, nowadays, I'm like, whatever. But at the time, you know, not having um, parents that would come to support my cheerleading competitions and stuff and you know my best friend had moved away and I you know I didn't really I got teased a lot because like I said I didn't live in poverty but I lived in the on the poor street in the suburbs and out in, uh, yeah anyways out in uh just down Caldwell Road <laughs> if you know where that is in Dartmouth but um yeah like I uh I never won any, I just never got the recognition that I wanted from being a cheerleader. And then when I got into the hip hop dance, um, I, I had a lot of fun with it, but there, like, I wasn't the best dancer on the team. Like, let's face it. Um, you know, there was a lot of moves I couldn't put down, like the little Michael Jackson moonwalk. I, I could never get that. They taught me and I'm like, I just couldn't get it, but there were some moves I got and, you know. But um, when I got into the pole dancing, that was, like, I, I really, like, when I tell you I miss that pole, like, I miss that fucking pole, like, and it's not the clubs and the money and all that business, it's, like, just that pole dancing, like, um, if you check my Instagram, there's a picture of me upside down on a pole at a park, that was, like, recently, I just, I couldn't help myself, I was like, I gotta play on this pole right quick, like, cars driving by, and give a fuck, but... Um, back to the music. Um, you right. asked me about my performance. Where does it come from? I don't know. Uh, so with all that said about performing, this is like a whole different kind of performance. Like you're really putting your thoughts out there for people to hear. And I'm sure a lot of performers, like there's some performers that are, um, you know, that you know better than me like i'll just straight up say it i'm not the best performer in the city i'm not the best artist in the city um there's a lot of good talent out there and you know i'm sure at the levels that they're at they get good shows and stuff but they were beginners once too and i'm sure everybody knows that feeling of just performing and everybody's just standing around with their beer you know off in corners and it's like i've been that person too to go to a show and like i want to dance i want to move around but no one else is doing it so i'm just like well i'm just going to choke my beer too you know and it's like oh, i just you know and uh, that's why i love those performers that are like hey hey gather around everybody come to the front like you know up here this is where i am you know so um i've watched uh actually uh, uh i went to a cypher mm -hmm. one time and mitchell bailey was performing and right before, right before I went up, he went up. And I was like, oh, shit, I got a hard act to follow. Because he's just like, the place was turned up. And, uh, yeah, I just, um, this was like back when I was first on the scene. Like, didn't really, 
Um, mm. You know, hadn't really performed before or anything like that. And uh, um, yeah, anyways, he was a hard act to follow, but I did it. And I was like, you know, I don't know. When I perform, I'm kind of nervous. I am like, I'm, but I think by the end of my set, I get more into it. You know, yeah, but I'm you definitely know, that's nervous odd to hear because it doesn't show yeah. or you're really just good at, you know, putting on the cover on the wraps, though. Um, and let's talk about your project that yeah. you just released, the solo EP. Um, what was the process of creating that? And yeah. um, the how do you choose the songs you decide to release? So that project was done uh mm. during a whole manic episode so you know just to briefly explain some people have severe episodes of depression where they're very sad and can't focus and can't go to a job i have severe episodes where i'm just too fucking happy and hyper and can't focus and do it like i can clean my whole house all fucking night but i can't focus and do things so um, I reached out to Kiki, um, who is a huge supporter of like everybody. Um, and he was, he always supports my stuff and I support him. And so I just, I was like, you know what? I just want to work with somebody who's, you know, supportive and, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, something told me to reach out to Kiki. So I did. And, um, I'll try to keep this short cause I can ramble. I'm a rambler. But um, basically, we met up, and I um, we went to the mm -hmm. community center in North Preston first, and we recorded a poem. And I think that's where I told you I was going to do a poetry booklet or something. I was thinking about, because I have a lot of poetry as well that's spoken word. So if you read it, it's poetry. But then the, if you hear it, it's like, oh, bam, this is spoken word, and it's very different. Um, so I was going to do like a whole booklet of that. And I kind of regret not doing that because that was my focused plan. And then I went on this big journey of going off my medication for seven months. And <clears throat> that journey led to that hospitalization we talked about. And just mm. my life got turned around. Like it was crazy. Um, but when I first met Kiki... We did that poem, and then we did um, what was a diss track, track about? that I never released. Fair enough. <laughs> I can't okay. tell you. It's just, yeah. It was yeah. just some beef within the hood. And okay. Yeah. The, actually, I'll, I'll briefly tell you, because it's kind of funny. Uh, you can search it up on the... <laughs> no, you can't, because then I have, I'll have to release a song if I do that. It's funny though. It's funny. It's uh. Fair oh enough. my god, maybe, maybe some other time. But I could <laughs> maybe at the end of this, I'll talk about it. You can bring it back up. <laughs> but because I want to stay focused. Um, yeah. So the EP, I reached out to Kiki, and I <clears throat> was dating a guy at the time, and he was like. You know, it was actually him that told me, he was like, yo, why you keep making all this mixtape type stuff? You know, buy some beats, <laughs> like invest in yourself. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So um, 
you know, I didn't know, uh, like, I didn't know <clears throat> a lot about this stuff. Like, I, um, you know, because of my mental illness and being hospitalized every few years and not, you know, not a lot, but I have been hospitalized quite a few times now in my life. And, you know, because of all that, it just, it sets me back every time. It sets me back. It sets me back. Like, manic depression, it just pulls you back and forth. So, um, mm -hmm. anyways, I bought a couple beats off Kiki and there was some lyrics, uh, dirty money and dirty money and acapella. Um, those ones were, mm. um, previously written to different beats. And then I just, they just you know, they sounded good to those beats. Dirty Money, actually, the original had some flutey type sounds, and then this one has it as well. So it kind of transitioned good. And then, uh, actually, Acapelli, forgive me, Acapelli was um, something that I had written, and I just wanted mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I just felt like I wanted it on the project. And so, um, we recorded it to the beat that I originally did it to, and then Kiki just remade the beat. So, yeah, that one was kind of cool. And then Trap House, I wrote to that beat during the, like the beginning mm -hmm. of the first quarantine and lockdown in 2020. I wrote it during that time when I was just getting out of the hospital. So I called it trap house thinking like, you know, it's kind of like I'm in this fucking trap and you know, I, I like, I'm just stuck and I'm in this, you know, this, you know, I, I just, I was just thinking very poorly and I wrote that song. And I liked it. I was like, you know what? This is kind of cool. Like it, it's mm -hmm. fitting to the, to the beat and everything. And and I just like how it sounds. And um, anyways, I sat on that for like a year. I sat on it for almost a year. And then finally, I was like, Kiki, has anyone purchased <laughs> this beat yet? And he was like, Nah, not really. So I purchased, I scooped it up, and all that. I put it on the project. And then um realize I, I like I wrote original lyrics to that and um oh and then solo that was uh previously yeah. written and I just fit it to a new track so so that's kind of how all that went down and then I chucked in a poem in there just to kind of fit some more like I don't know I just I um I did it that's another reason why I labeled it solo because it's like I I kind of did this on my own I didn't really, you know, know what I like, what I was doing really. Like, I just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put this out there, see how it goes, and it's, it's uh, it's not really going. It's uh, it's all right, you know. It's uh, I got a couple of likes here and there and whatever, like some listeners. But um, I think promotion is a huge part of success in an artist, and um, <laughs> yeah. Me and social media never really got along back in the day. And I try my best with social media. I'm actually learning better. Like now that I have released the album, I'm like learning more ways to like make stories. Mm. Cause I never really 
mess with stories on Instagram before. I just would make a post. I'm like, okay, well, here's a post. I don't know. Like, so yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how the album was put together in a manic mess. I was kind of just like, yeah, we're in this pandemic. Let's do this. Uh, halfway through the stu- halfway through the studio got shut down. So I had to wait till like July to go back to the studio and start recording again. So like it would have got done a lot sooner had all this coronavirus mess not been going on. But yeah, you know, um, let's talk about COVID actually. You know, between yeah. the music, between like just leaving the hospital, how has the last year just been in general? Because we've we we closed and we opened and, and then we closed and now we're opening up again. How's that been for you in general? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been all right, I guess. Um, I live in a more secluded area of the neighborhood. It's like, um, of course, I don't want to like tell the whole world where I live, but I live in North End Dartmouth and it's like, it's just a little, like we got this little block and it's just nice. So I, I'm close enough like i'm not close with my neighbors but you know i have a drinker pop with my neighbors or whatever and um yeah um i do live alone so that sucks a lot especially where i was hospitalized and going through what i was going through and this that and the other um oh my god i could really talk a lot about that episode that i had but i don't want to like this is more about the music so but but that does tie into the music as well. Like it's a big part of who I am and you know kind of what I struggle with because for whatever reason I need to be medicated mm. in order to be straight. And when I don't take those meds, it, you know what I mean. And I wish there was a way around it, but I just keep proving to myself over and over and over. So, um, but nonetheless, I I. I do give myself some credit for pushing through and doing this. Like, you know, um, like I said, I was in a relationship in 2020. Um, that was hard too. That fucking fool, like straight up, like uh, just people can be so, um, you know, snakeish and, you know, I've been very low key my whole life. I don't, I don't date too many people like, you know, um, so the fact that I trusted somebody, you know, just whatever. But anyways, we don't need to talk about that. The, the fact is, is that he pushed me enough to, um, you know, pursue my music. So there's a curse and a blessing and everything, I guess. And um, yeah, um, to be real, Israel, this year has just made me feel like I, I don't even... I don't know anymore. I've, I've, you know, I've, um, I would have probably gone back to the clubs two years ago, um, just to make, you know, quick money to pursue my career, um, in music. But right now my money's coming in too slow and I, it's just, it's hard. It's very difficult. I'm not, um, you know, I'm somebody that, you know, uh, I considered myself a hustler because I used to make a lot of money. 
but you know hustling to to me i understand is like you just get money in any different way and that's not like i just i know how to I, anyways i'm rambling i maybe well i like, think you know israel i've had such right, a fucking year right. that's all i can say like i don't know fuck coronavirus like i had a dog i had a dog he bit my neighbor i had um a charge against me i don't want to talk about um an assault charge i had like so much fucking happened so i've been dealing with the courts i've been dealing with mental health people uh you know my family's really not there um you know it's like yeah it just sucks so and then on top of that everything that's just happening around the world like you know actually i've been talking a lot like can we just have a moment of silence for the missing children that went in the residential schools like let's just have a moment of silence for that because that's um See, sometimes you just need to redirect your focus and think about things like that. Because with everything that I've talked about me personally, because that's what I'm here to do is talk about myself as an artist, you know, um, I do have these so-called, you know, I do have these illnesses they talk about. And part of that is feeling very extreme emotion. So I'm like getting choked up when I when I like I just um I just see very strong people out there strong communities strong people and you know sometimes I get very um you know weak and I you know I I just weep and I don't know what to do I feel powerless you know I feel very privileged and I don't even know if I deserve a place as an artist anymore because <sighs> anyways I don't know man um you wanted to keep it raw so we'll just keep it raw like I'm in tears but um I don't know I've just had like such a battle with this you know like I said I've been doing this since I was 14 I've never had any help from my parents or any direction I don't know what I'm doing, like, and I, you know, there's a saying that, um, hustle outbeats talent if talent doesn't hustle. And, you know, I, I feel like I've been given so many opportunities and chances and, you know, I, I want to keep pushing myself and keep going. Um, cause I know what I'm capable of, but I'm very confused about what I'm capable of because I've never released any of this music. Um, <clears throat> just give me a moment here. Um, yeah, it's like, I think they use that term release. It's, it's a very serious word. Like when you think about it, you know, releasing your music, you're releasing something that you've written that you've been holding inside of you and you're releasing it for the world to hear, not knowing what the outcome's going to be, right? So, 
I have so much music, um, but it's a lot of it's incomplete. A lot of it's, you know, 10 years old. I don't want to go back to it. I don't want to tap back into that. Um, so, you know, I got these verses that are, you know, cool. Remember I told you I write, I wrote verses and sometimes I couldn't always write a hook, but I do have a lot of, um, uh, songs. Um, but now that I realize that, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a very bumpy ride if I keep going and, and I'm, um, anyways, I don't want to sit here and blah, blah, blah about my problems, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just showing, I guess the world or whoever's listening or wants to continue watching like how hard it is for these artists. And I'm just one that happens to be real enough to show you like you know some people can fake it till they make it well guess what i'm not faking nothing and i'm not even i don't even know what i'm like i don't know israel like i uh i have a lot of talent sure but you know i um i don't you know i mean i listen to you and i i, I think yeah i, I have know. to say i don't think you see give yourself enough credit for putting in the work, uh, grinding, um, you know, putting out this project which you've done solo, you know, so the the title is up, yeah, the, the project is aptly titled because it's it's you yeah. going out and doing this all on your own. So I think just doing that, working on this project, and then doing it during a pandemic like a global pandemic and everything has been happening and getting it out there um i think you deserve to give yourself the credit just for doing that because like it's it's difficult and doing that considering the fact that you just got out of the hospital it's like i mean like doubly uh, you know outstanding right because just imagining hell i can't even imagine it right just you know thinking of what you're going through mentally and with everything that's happening in the world and with just putting all these things together and then you can still dig in deep go out there record and then even after the studios closed then things have gone to you know shit uh, you still find a way to make it complete and then put it out there. I, I think that's something positive you deserve to give yourself credit for. Thank you. Um, I, I, I guess I give myself a little credit, but, you know, there's there's just so many more deserving people out there, you know? Um, I, I, I guess what's, you know, we'll talk about it. It might break me into tears again, but, um, you know, I joined the, um, and I've heard this conversation before in the past and I've been aware of it. Um, how, um, you know, not enough black artists are getting funding that they need or, or, just hip-hop in general, we don't have enough spaces and stuff. And, you know, I remember when I was on the scene, I, uh, <clears throat> like, I know there was a lot of different venues that people were performing at and stuff. I shouldn't say a lot, but, you know, a few. Like, there were, well, 
whatever there were some venues but men's and molly's was like a big one mm -hmm. for me anyway like that's where the get down was always playing shout outs to frantic and them um but uh yeah uh i don't know i just I don't know. I just, I guess I've just been doing a lot of therapy recently and where you compare your situation to others. And I just look at what's going on and I'm like, what am I even like trying to make? You know, like they say, fake it till you make it. Well, make, make what? Like, I, I don't want, uh, I'm kind of a minimalist in the sense that like, I, I like I have I have a nice apartment but I don't mm -hmm. need a huge mansion to go live in and a, and a yacht and this and that you know like that's not my aim I just want I just wanted I guess I suppose what I all I've ever really wanted was just a little bit of you know recognition and you know you just gave it to me by telling myself like give yourself the credit you deserve and da 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 so that's cool. And, they, you know, I do get that recognition from people. Anytime I've ever, you know, I'm an underground rapper. Like, let's get that clear. Like, I don't, uh, I just released my first album. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be 33 this summer. So I'm not, um, you know, I've been doing this for over 10 years, over 10 years, well over like 16 years. Like, so, you know, I can, I can rap, but <laughs> Um, I guess I, I guess maybe I do. That's my problem. I just compare myself to people too much. Like, you know, I really do. But, um, yeah, I'd love to, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Like even with, um, you know, social media, like I've tried, I don't know. I've tried to reach out to some people and it's just hard having, uh, these kinds of conversations about my mental health and stuff, which it, it always, it always comes back to my mental being, you know, my mind, because that's what I use to write my lyrics. So when people want to know, like, you know, oh, well, how do you create lyrics or where's it come from? Or, you know, how are you so versatile with your styles? And it's like, I don't know. I just, I just am who I am. And sometimes I'm angry and I break it dead out or sometimes I'm in love and I break it dead. Not that I've ever really been. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. When I was younger, actually, Israel, because I worked in the strip clubs, I was told a lot, especially by these men, like, oh, man, sex sells, man, just, just talk about that, like, so, in a sense, I really could have, uh, like, uh, and I'll just use her as a comparison because she's, you know, Cardi B, she blew the fuck up off being a stripper and she invested her money properly. So that's kind of what I always dreamed of doing. But because of my battle with my uh, parents and them not understanding what I was trying to do, like they just didn't support it. I mean, you know, what parents in their right mind would support their daughter stripping, right? Like they don't, you know. They don't, uh, I mean, some people get it and they're like, yeah, you go make your money. But I mean, my parents, they were like, no, you get the fuck out of there. But um, nonetheless, I kept going. So, but um, 
Yeah, ask me another music-related question and I'll answer it because I, I get off track. Don't <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm going to let you go with this one, okay. though. Uh, so, with everything you face, right, mm -hmm. and everything, all, all the experiences you've had over the years to this moment, releasing solo, um, what is one lesson that stands out for you through it all like not to stand out but like one lesson that kind of always keeps coming up through it all that keeps you doing it despite all the challenges you face hmm i don't know i like it's kind of cliche and cheesy but like follow your heart you know like i just it goes back to your question earlier like um <clears throat> why uh what did you say um anyways it, yeah like just follow your heart i don't know it um when i yeah like when i need something it's music you know i don't i'm not a binge watcher of tv i don't watch i, I tend to fall asleep to movies you know like i um music is my heart and soul it really is it always has been and I think I might have lost focus um, a few years ago with all this different kind of hip hop that's coming out. It's, you know, it's not my genre or, or not my uh, generation, rather. It's, it's a whole different generation. And I listened to a lot of it. But lately, I've been going back to my roots, like, especially after DMX passed away. I was like, oh, my God, like, I didn't even. It was like mind blowing how big of a fan I was like that's actually I should I should state that because um the night that DMX passed um the day after I invited Kiki over for a fire and we just had a celebration about it he don't he don't drink or nothing like that so I I had a drink for him and I you know but anyways we had a little fire and I said you know what like fuck it I'm just gonna release this EP in honor of DMX like if DMX could struggle and go through what he went through and be a you know addicted to crack and all this and that and have the mother that he had you know how bad can it fucking be but I think you know part of what I struggle with is just being in the spotlight in general you know I am a very emotional person and I just <clears throat> You know the public's fucking mean you know like and it's not um yeah i just um i don't know i don't know but i'm gonna i'm definitely i don't know i can't stop like i'm a songwriter it's not gonna stop you know what i mean like i still have like i have um an original song like because i'm i've that's an like hold on i have an original song that I want to put out, but I just need to record it first. Mm -hmm. So that's a project that might be coming up at the end of the summer or something like that. Um, it's like a love song. It's like ha it's like a you know happy being in a relationship kind of song. Um, unfortunately, that or actually fortunately, that relationship did not work out. Um, but I got a good song out of it, and I'd like to put it out there um so yeah um i think i think that's what keeps me going and just you know in the past what kept me going is just the emotions i would feel from it because you know i have 
had some studio sessions in the past where I never put out the music. Um, maybe a track or two, but I might have took them down or whatever. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just... I just love music and I do love creating it and that moment that you finish something and you, you know, I usually make a recording on my phone first, that way I can play it back and, you know, listen to it and practice with it and then, and then have it ready for studio time or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's actually, um, it's actually a bad thing too, to do that. I've learned because then you hear that recording the way it is. And then when you go to the studio, you're like, oh, but I, I miss that pocket or whatever, and I miss that spot, and it doesn't sound the same. And they're like, they're like, it sounds fine, just leave it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and then you just get so particular and perfectionist and everything, and it's like, mm. but um, anyways, yeah. Did you have any other questions? No, I want to end it with that. I want to say first off, glad solo is out. Mm. Um. Secondly, thank you so much for coming to the sanctuary and for sharing as much as you have. And I really can't wait to have you back because, like, there's so many things I want to ask, but we're kind of out of time for now. Um, okay. And I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you. And I just want to shout out uh, my clothing, Family Over Fame, Connie Ross. And uh, this is Spiritual Gangster. I got this from Latter-day Poets, uh, Michael Christian's um, clothing line he's actually the first person to ever put me on the stage like on the scene wow. gave me a, an opportunity to share my music he reached nice. out to me i don't i can't even remember how he heard of me maybe i had some stuff online but yeah mm. so that's my local clothing <laughs>